Hello and welcome to the Adventures of Daniel podcast. On this podcast, we discuss outdoor recreation and adventures. Our primary focus is on human-powered adventures and recreation, such as hiking, biking, camping, and flatwater paddle sports. We'll also be talking about overlanding, radio control, and just about anything else that I'm passionate about. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Daniel Maldin. On today's episode, I wanted to talk to you about a bikepacking trip that a friend Justin and I went on. I don't have a ton of experience bikepacking, and I think that's important because you can only get experience by doing things, right? And I think a lot of times it's easier to just sit at home and come up with excuses on maybe why we shouldn't do something, and it's you know easy to stay within our comfort zone and difficult to get without of our comfort zone. But I think it's important, and that's why one of the or one of the many things that I love about cycling is it just gives you an opportunity to sort of be a metaphor for life. It's like, you know, sometimes the wind is coming crossways, sometimes it's hitting you right in the face, sometimes it's at your back and you're just cruising along, and uh, sometimes, you know, you got the rain, you got the snow, all the things, like the difficulties that you can experience in life, you can sort of metaphorically experience on a bicycle. And you have to dig deep sometimes and really uh, uh, get one with yourself to push on when you don't really want to. And this channel, again, is not really about epic adventures. I mean, while... I love them. Um, I don't have an opportunity to get out often, and I don't think most people do. So I think it's important that we just adventure how we can and when we can. So my friend Justin and I got this idea that we wanted to go on a bikepacking trip. And as we opened our map and we started looking around, we came across this little town uh, outside of the San Luis Valley called Antonito, Colorado. If you haven't been there, I definitely would put it on your list of places to go. It's a great little spot. And there's actually a steam train that goes from... Antonito to Chama, New Mexico over the pass and it's a beautiful pass and definitely something that I think you should go check out however that's not why we were there um, but we were going to ride this pass not on the train but on our bikes and there are several camp spots along the way we intended to stop at one of those pitch our tents hang out fish and just really enjoy our time so we get to Antonito which is about a three-hour drive from my house near Pueblo and um, pull into the little town it was barely waking up by the time we got there, but there was a restaurant. We were able to get some delicious food. They had homemade tortillas. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I don't know if you've had homemade tortillas, but even if you have, I would venture to say that these ones were probably the best I've ever experienced. The restaurant we were at is called Dos Hermanos Mexican-American Steakhouse, I believe. Um, there are a few restaurants in Antonito, not a ton of them. But um, this place was just absolutely mind-blowingly good. It helped that we were hungry, but just nice folks. You know, so many of them are just family and friends in these little small towns. And so when you show up, it's a good opportunity um, for them to kind of meet some people that they don't see every day. And I know that they get a lot of tourists in town because of this uh, train that goes up and over the pass. It's called the Cumbres and Toltec scenic railroad if you get an opportunity look it up as well i haven't personally taken it but it's on my life to-do list because uh, it's just a really pretty um, ride you can see a lot of it when you drive up and over the pass but apparently the train goes in some places that you can't see by car and um, so i would definitely recommend taking that but we get there we get unloaded um, we hop on our bikes and we don't really have a plan and that's sort of the fun of adventuring with Justin is most of the time we have a direction we want to go. Um, some of the time we have a concept of what we want to do in the area that we think we're going to go to. 
but we also leave room for lots of spontaneity. Um, we've, you know, decided we were going to go one place and ended up in completely another, or like in the situation with Antonito that I'm going to get into, we did make it to Antonito and we did make it to our bikepacking destination, but the trip didn't just stop there. So once we get into Antonito, we zip along 17, I believe is the highway that goes out uh, through a little town of Magote or Magoti potentially. I don't exactly know the name. It's not even really a town. It's more of like uh, just a dot on a map. There's some RV parking and maybe some access to the river there for fly fishing and some fly fishing guides and stops, but um, nothing you know, major. They, they did have a fly shop, from what I recall, and we actually had to stop there because the bugs were so stinking bad on the ride that we almost got eaten before we even got going. So to be able to stop there was super convenient and um, get some bug spray, which, you know, it was like going for a mint when we got out there. Should have just brought it from home, would have been substantially less expensive. But that's just the way we roll. So as we're cruising along, and things are going well. Um, it's a fairly lightly traveled highway, so it wasn't too difficult of a ride with vehicles. Most of the people were pretty understanding and gave us, you know, lots of space. Um, so it wasn't anything that was too treacherous. But it is, you know, it is a paved path. There are or uh, paths. There are cars there. You are going to be sharing the roadway with all the other vehicles. So if you're not comfortable with that type of riding. This is probably not a route that I would recommend for you. You could potentially do something, um, some gravel rides in the area, but this particular pass is where we wanted to be. So we jump on the pass, we start riding along. It basically goes along the Conejos River, which I then named the Connie Joe as we got there. Um, that's just my sense of humor with it. But um, we go along and there are several campgrounds. So we stopped at a couple of them along the way, hit the Connie Joe, did a little fishing, I generally don't fish, even when I bring my fishing gear for some reason. It's sort of a running joke between Justin and I because I do all the work that a fisherman might say, um, you know, bring my tin car rod, bring the flies, bring all these things, and then I rarely get it off my bike or out of the car. I don't really know why, but um, that's the way it goes. But Justin often does fish, so I can sit there and watch him do nothing while he puts in the hard work of catching fish. Uh, so we did stop first at the Magote or Magote Campground, which is a, just a beautiful spot. These are all National Forest campgrounds. So um, most of them, at the time that we went, you actually had to mail payment in because the, uh, the campground hosts didn't have any access to email or anything like that. And this was in 2020, so it wasn't like it was back in 1814 or something like that. Um, but we got there, and uh, we decided Magody was too close, so we kept on riding along the highway. We pulled off. Uh, dipped in the river a couple of different times. It was just such a scenic and beautiful day. And we got about 10, 12 miles up the pass and stopped at Aspen Glade Campground and decided that that's where we were staying for the night. So we uh, we pull in, we, we get to the camp post. They actually did have an opening, believe it or not. I think it might have been the last one that was not reserved. And when they're not reserved at that time, it was first come, first serve. So we asked the camp host. They're like, yeah, go for it. So we get over there. Justin realizes that he's lost his tent posts, um, which I rode behind him most of the time. And, and we came across this old church along that highway, and, and his rack actually came loose and um, fell off the back of his bike. Like if you're familiar with the bike racks when they mount up top and then they mount down by the axle, well, the mounts up top came undone, and it, it 
tilted along the axis of the tire and like started dragging on the ground. So of course we had to stop and we were thinking, you know, this is typical uh, misadventures with Daniel as we call my show sometimes and my, my little business instead of adventures with Daniel. And so uh, we stopped there. We look at this church. We get his setup all rigged up. Thankfully, I had some Volet straps, plug for Volet. I'm sure you're familiar with their straps if you're listening, but if you're not, you absolutely need to look them up. These things are just super versatile, super tough, and very um, user-friendly. So we, we Volet strap his rack back on. We keep going. Didn't notice anything left on the side of the road. Like, we made sure we had all the gear, you know, no big deal. We get into Aspen Glade, and there's a pretty steep descent into the actual campground because you're sort of above it along the highway and then you descend down towards the Connie Joe and uh, you know into the campground so we get in there ask the camp hosts we ride over to get our spot which was this bomb killer spot it was in the trees we had perfect access to the Connie Joe like it just could not get any better but when we get there Justin's like "Ah, I lost my tent poles that's kind of weird so we're like yeah super weird let's ride back up the hill I'm sure they're right here and we'll find them well, we never find them. It's like they just freaking vaporize. I have no idea. So we asked everybody around the campground. We asked the camp host. The camp host went riding along with us, trying to find it with us. Just absolutely couldn't find the tent poles. So I had brought a hammock, and I was on my Jameis Coda, uh, which is just like a steel, you know, flat bar road bike kind of. And I was hauling a little trailer, um, one of the Bob Ibex trailers behind me. Justin has his uh, Novara touring bike with some racks on it. So just super weird, but, you know, whatever, can't do anything about it. We're out here in the middle of nowhere. So I get my tent or my hammock set up. Um, He's just going to ultimately sleep in his tent. Not a big deal. So we uh, finish out the night with camping and eating, and the weather is just amazing. I climb in my hammock. I believe I brought my Hennessy hammock that time, which is uh, another great piece of gear. I'll try to do a review on it at some point. Justin goes to sleep in his tent. He just sort of draped it over him like a tarp, you know, he like climbed in it and then draped it over him, almost like a bivy would be. And somewhere about five, six in the morning, I'd been sleeping good, but it's drizzling. And the drizzle turned into more of a rain. So about six o'clock in the morning, I think it was, uh, Justin wakes up and he's sort of like floating in his tent with his sleeping bag that is just freaking soaking wet. And the tent is soaking wet and he's soaking wet. And the day before I had made a comment, he had mentioned that it was kind of convenient having the trailer because we could just put everything in it, which is super convenient. Um, but I, I sort of made the comment of, yeah, it is convenient, but it's another mechanical thing. It's another tire touching the ground that can go flat. It's another point on the bike, you know, that can fail the axle, whatever. You know, we just go along our way. So when we wake up, it's raining. Then it starts raining pretty good. Well, I realize that the trailer tire is flat. His gear is soaking wet. Um, and we're trying to figure out what to do now because we're about 12 miles, I think it was, from the car. Not that far, but when it's a torrential downpour and you're on a bicycle uh, and you have to ride down a highway, it seems like it's kind of eternity away. So the folks next to us had showed up. They also had bikes. Um, They were in a van, but they had a bike rack of bikes off the back. So we asked them, hey, can you watch our gear? We're going to take the unloaded bikes back to the Jeep. We'll pick up the Jeep, which we left in Antonito, and then we'll take the Jeep back out. And they were amenable to that, thankfully, super nice people. So we just locked everything up just in case they weren't around. Um, and we book it. So we're on Highway 17 headed back to Antonito. And by this point in time, it is a freaking downpour. We are soaked. Like, you cannot see. And cars are flying past you. You know, you're getting more soaked. But it wasn't that cold. 
And this was a trip that for some reason I had decided that I wanted to test wearing only sandals for the entire trip. So I brought a pair of socks and a pair of waterproof socks, and then I brought my sandals. And the goal was just to see, instead of bringing multiple pieces of footwear, if I could bring only these sandals. So I pedaled in the sandals, we waded in the sandals, you know, I, I used the sandals around camp, and, and it actually ended up working pretty well. I had the sealskin socks that were waterproof, and my feet were surprisingly dry. But by the time we got back to the car, that 12 hour or 12 miles took us about an hour because um, the puddles, like when you're coming down the pass, you'd have to go kind of slow because the puddles, you just like hydroplane. There was cars everywhere. So we get back to the Jeep, freaking just soaked to the bone, shivering. Thankfully, our good friends at the Mexican restaurant were open again, so we were able to go in there and actually get just an awesome breakfast. And I tell you what, the tortillas tasted incredible when we got there. They tasted even more incredible the following morning when I needed them in my belly after freezing for an hour, pedaling back down um, the road. So we get back in the Jeep. We go pick up our bikes. Everything ended up working okay, except for we never did find his tent poles. They are just AWOL. He ended up having to buy another pair when we got back to the house, but we were in the area and we thought to ourselves, well, we're here. The options are go home or, or, or go explore. So we put the bikes on the back of the Jeep and we hit like every dirt road we could find in the area. I think we did over 150 miles or something like that of dirt roads with the bikes off the back. They were just absolute sloppy messes, but we found some awesome things. So we went to Lahara Reservoir. We went to this reservoir called Terrace Reservoir, which was really interesting um, kind of body of water. And when you came over the dam and they were releasing the water, you know, the canyon that the river went through was just absolutely stunning. I believe it was the Alamosa, and we didn't even know that it was a river um, until we found this terrace reservoir and it was flowing out. And then we went to another reservoir called Platoro Reservoir. And Platoro has sort of a little town there I suppose you could call it it's a it's a lodge but they also have like a general store and a restaurant and you can go to this lodge and you know spend the weekend or whatever you have zero cell phone service but we ended up finding out that it's along one of the bike packing tra backing trails so as we were coming from Platoro we were headed back south down to highway 17 we passed this guy on his uh, uh, bike packing bike and you know, we just thought it was cool. This dude was out there by himself. So we start chatting with him a little bit. And uh, he tells us that he had been on his bike uh, since what we thought was New Mexico, which, you know, was, was quite a ways by bicycle from where we were. It wasn't days necessarily, but it was 100 miles or something like that, maybe 50, 80 miles um, from where he would have started there. We thought it was the first leg of his bikepacking trip. Well, as we started talking some more, the guy had been on his bike for like over a week. And I was like, how, what route did you take from New Mexico to get to here? Because the pass from Antonito goes into Chama. We were thinking he was somewhere in that Chama area. But he tells us he had actually started in Mexico. And he was taking the uh, Great Divide mountain biking route all the way back to Boulder, Colorado, when he was from. And when we met him, he had dealt with the same rainstorm we dealt with. Um, but we were in the Jeep by this point. He was still on his bike. And uh, so when we stopped, we asked if we could offer him anything. He had lost his stove and his cooking kit somewhere. He thought about five, six miles back. So we ended up driving down the road. We could not find the kit. We caught back up with them. Just let them know, hey, man, we can't, we can't find the kit, you know. But we had two kits, 
and we were not needing them. We weren't bikepacking. We were going to camp one more night, but we ended up um, just using Justin's kit. So we offered it to him, and he took it, and he was super appreciative of it. And um, uh, ended up mailing it back to me, actually, with 20 bucks, which I thought was super nice of him. I gave him my address and, you know, was hopeful that I would get my gear back. But you never know, and it wouldn't have been the end of the world if we didn't. At least the guy was taken care of because he was on the trail, I think, for something like another week or, or something from when we saw him. So he still had lots to go. He was headed up to the town of Platoro, um, where he was hoping for a resupply. And ultimately, I think he did find what he needed. He needed some of the, you know, isobutane fuel. When he got there, I gave him one batch, but he thought he might need it some more. So kudos to that gentleman. I can't remember his name. Um, but, you know, in passing, we met and, and uh, he made it home, obviously, because he mailed that back to me. So Justin and I ended up shooting down to Chama and checked out Chama, which was over the pass. Um, saw some beautiful elk along the way. It's just a, the pass was, man, it was so good. Uh, so green and just such a beautiful piece of scenery um, that, you know, we were super excited to be able to get over there. And then Chama's kind of a funky little town. So from Chama, we ended up going across the northern part of New Mexico through the Carson National Forest. Um, you know, Kit Carson, it's actually... Carson is a Kit Carson family, and then we ended up coming back to Colorado. So that's a situation where we had intended to actually bike pack for two days. Um, we ended up bike packing for one day, almost drowning in the rain, making it back to the Jeep, uh, and then taking the Jeep and going on a road trip for like 300-some-odd miles over the next uh, day because we spent one more night at the base of the pass that went over to Chama, we weren't even going to go to Chama. We had just gone back to that pass because we knew there was some camping in the area. And um, so we ended up camping, and then we thought to ourselves, ah, you know, in typical Justin and Daniel fashion, well, New Mexico's not that far away, and we haven't been over this pass into New Mexico, so let's do that. So we ended up shooting over the pass into Chama, hang out at Chama, a uh, cool little river town. Um, ended up riding our bikes, actually. We went up to the Edward Sargent Wildlife Management Area, I think we found out afterwards that maybe we weren't supposed to ride our bikes, so let's just keep that as our little secret that maybe we did, maybe we didn't. And then, like I said, we shot across northern New Mexico and then ultimately back to Pueblo. So really fun, super experience. And just something where I want to tell you that, you know, be flexible in your plans when you're recreating and when you're adventuring because it's hard to tell where it's going to take you, what's going to take you, how it's going to take you. You expect to be on a bike. You end up in a car. You expect to be in a car. You know, your hammock camp or your tent goes crazy, and it's just be flexible. That's sort of the fun of it is bring the gear that you need, you know, make sure it's good gear, and uh, have fun because those kind of adventures that Justin and I have gone on, and it's been so many of them, and we'll get into lots lots more of them, and Justin will come on the show and give, give his perspective on these misadventures that we experience. But, um, you know, find people who have a, a similar desire to adventure as well and connect because – it's just so fun, and life is meant to be lived, and it is done outdoors. It's not done indoors. It's not done behind the computer screen. It's not done at the bar. It's not. It's done outside, like the experiences that people get. It's where God is. It's where nature is, and in my opinion, it is just irreplaceable. It's healing, um, and, and these types of experiences are just amazing. So I appreciate you sticking along with me for this little story. I thought it was super fun to bring some attention to the little town of Antonito, the little town of Chama, New Mexico, the Cumbres and Toltec Railroad that goes between them, and just a, a uh, bike packing trip that 
you know, didn't go exactly as planned, but it didn't go wrong. And I think it's all in perspective. We could call it wrong because we didn't get to our destination and we didn't camp as much as we thought we were going to. And we didn't have the bikes out as much as we thought we would. But we found a part of the state that we had never been to. We found areas that we had never seen before. We went to towns we'd never seen before. We helped people out that we would have never met if we weren't out there doing these things. And I just encourage you to do that, you know. And if you're in the state of Colorado and you want to go out adventuring, then reach out and let's let's do that. So thanks so much for listening today. I'm going to close it out um, and see you on the next one. It's not a gear review. I do a lot of that stuff, you know, and, and I look forward to getting into it again. But I just wanted to have the conversation about this little trip because it was one that sticks out as just super, super fun. Thanks again. I'm Daniel Muldoon, and we'll see you on the next one. Until then, remember to adventure on.